and red same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. To Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bomb. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning and welcome into a special Monday edition of Inside the Huddle. We hope you're enjoying the podcast as you have all season long. I know I have. I hope your Thanksgiving uh, holiday was tremendous. And boy, I'll tell you what. Coach Steve Spurrier, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, and me have a lot of things to get to today after what happened uh, over the past few days in terms of Florida, Florida State, where the Gators may be going bowling, the Felipe Frank situation, uh, and a lot of coaches around the country, including a couple of former Gator assistants and Charlie Strong and Steve Adazio being let go. But mm-hmm. guys, let's first talk about Florida, Florida State. Shane, I know we were doing our pregame show and you thought it was going to be a pretty one-sided game, and your prediction came true, my friend. Yeah, I picked 48-10. Um, I, I didn't think Florida State could block us, and defensively they just, they're just they nowhere near what they used to be. But it was a great atmosphere uh, on a Saturday night for senior night. Uh, what better way than to end your playing career in the swamp beating those guys like we did? Uh, Steve, the first thing I thought about was two years ago. We're playing FSU. We've got an interim coach. We're just finishing it out. And they had an interim coach, uh, Odell Higgins, again. This year they had one. And uh, neither side, the Gators or the Seminoles, really give a dang about who was going to win the game. It, it seemed like uh, the crowd was uh, oh, maybe, what, 50,000 at most uh, two years ago. And then all of a sudden, two years later, Scott Strickland, he was actually hiring Dan Mullen during that game two years ago. <laughs> right. And and Dan was announced, I think, Monday, uh, like today of uh, two years ago. So uh, Scott Strickland, I congratulated him on making the change and, and hiring Dan Mullen, certainly uh, probably the best hire of all the coaches in the last uh, several years. Uh, and Scott Strickland was responsible for doing that. I mean, we had a full house. The fans, the crowd was alive. They were going crazy, having a big time. And I said, man, what a difference in two years because we made the right call on the head coach. And now you see all these other programs that uh, don't have the right coach and they're struggling financially. They're struggling getting their fans fired up. And we got it rolling right now. So give Scott Strickland a lot of credit, Dan Mullen and this coaching staff and the players, of course. They were ready to play. These guys are always ready. They don't say, hey, man, we got these guys or nothing like that. They they get themselves ready. Uh, Nick Savage, the strength coach, does a super job keeping these guys up uh, and going at it in practice and weight room and all that kind of stuff. So we we got it going right now, but we got to keep it going. We got to have one of those big recruiting years, and that will get us even with Alabama and Georgia if we can finish, you know, in those top five recruiting. Yeah, Gator just got a couple of uh, recruits, including a transfer from Texas we'll tell you about a little bit later. But um, one of the things that I looked at, guys, and I, look, Shane, I asked you about it Saturday, you know, with senior day. It just seemed, and, and we all know what these kids want to do. They want to go to the next level. But it seemed genuine, Shane, that, that a lot of those seniors, 
understood it was their last time in the swamp got you know emotional about it you a couple of them after the game kind of looked up looked around that that's pretty cool to see it is like you said i, I said on the show you really don't uh realize what's going on until you're out of here for five six twenty thirty years <laughs> then it really it, you know <laughs> It brings tears to your eyes sometimes, but yeah, it was uh, it was great because you know, especially you've seen bits and pieces on Twitter or what have you with Tyree Cleveland and some of the senior receivers receivers not wanting to leave the field, and you know, think about what John Grenard has done for this program in one year, uh, how he's changed his his life from a draft standpoint, possibly going to the next level. But yeah, it was it was a great atmosphere, and uh, you know, we talked about the senior class. Coach Spurrier, you know, with his 12 years here, he always looks back at the 90 team about those seniors that kind of laid the foundation. And I think when Dan Mullen, 10, 12 years from now, where you know, if he's still here, he'll look back at, at how his first two senior classes built the program. Mm-hmm. Coach, I want to ask um, uh, about one thing in particular in the game. You know, a lot of fans bemoaning the fact the Gators don't run the ball. Well, my answer is, so what? The offense did just fine, and Kyle Trask and Emory Jones combined also did a very nice job at the quarterback position. Yeah, certainly uh, we wish we could run a little bit better, uh, but you can't just keep running for one, two yards and, or no gain, this kind of stuff. Uh, but we're obviously a very pa- good passing team, and those senior wide receivers, Tyree Cleveland, who will always be known for that catch against Tennessee, the long ball from Felipe, I mean, that's his highlight as a Gator, and he's had a bunch of them. Uh, Freddie Swain, Van Jefferson, and Josh Hammond, uh, those four were about as good as those guys we had. They, they're very similar, I think, to Redell and Ike and Quezzy and those guys back in Doring and uh, Travis McGriff back in the 90s. So we, we've been blessed with some wonderful receivers. And now, you know, going into next year after the bowl game, uh, there'll be a new group of guys that will start making their name here for the Gators. Um, I, I want to also, um, we're going to give us now the uh, our play of the week brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Uh, a lot of eyes, guys, on the Auburn game and uh, and what Gus Malzahn did. I, I think we all would agree, you know, maybe that's the, the national play of the week, certainly. Uh, Coach, can you, both you guys explain that play a little bit to, to the fans and, and what happened there when he put the, the punter in the game? Yeah, what he did, and I've never seen this before, but obviously it was very smart. Uh, he left his quarterback in there, uh, Nicks, and the punter lined up as a wide receiver out there. And so it looked like they were uh, Auburn was in their uh, just regular offense. And so I think um, one of the Alabama coaches yelled, hey, they're going for defense in or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what happened. But they had 12 out there. And uh, right before the snap, they were all sitting there ready to go. And, and here came the flag of uh, illegal participation. I've never seen that before. And there was a minute 30, 40, there was plenty of time for mm-hmm. Alabama to go down and score and, and maybe miss another field goal. <laughs> uh, they, they've had a history of doing that. Yeah, they but, have. But uh, then also, Gus uh, made the call of getting that one second put on the clock right at the end of the first half. I mean, a lot of people might have said, well, well you know, the clock's out, blah, blah, blah. But his motion, uh, forward motion was stopped. 
he should have got down a little quicker. But anyway, they did get a second. And I don't know if they practiced that or not, but uh, since there was some delay, he was able to get his field goal team out there. And he told that center, as soon as you hear that whistle, snap it, because we only got one second. And he got it, and the kid made it, uh, which ended up being the winning three points. So I thought Gus Malzahn called one of his best games also as an offensive uh, coach and play caller. And uh, so he's my coach of the week. And uh, – those plays uh, right there <laughs> had nothing to do with throwing and catching, had everything to do with coaching. Uh, the one second and, and the uh, punt team that was with his quarterback out there. And Shane, I thought the one second thing was, I know Saban complained about it, but I thought it was correct because I believe the rule says once it goes to replay, clock stops and it's not you set the ball down and the clock starts. It's it's a dead ball at that point because of replay. So I thought they got that right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a lot of you know Alabama fans questioning a lot of things uh, today. Uh, but the 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 one play that that coach referred to about when they ran their punt team on there, any, you know, anytime an opposing team seems a punter run on the field, they're thinking we got to have punt return out there. And it was just uh, I think it's something now that you're going to see a lot of other coaches implement into their plan mm-hmm. for Saturdays. I, I want to you, Coach, we've been talking about FSU, and you mentioned what happened two years ago with interim coaches. That seems like 50 years ago. But I'm a bit surprised. I mean, if and I'm just using Florida State as an example, okay? They went ahead and got rid of their coach, and I thought for sure over the weekend there was going to be some kind of announcement from Florida State saying, okay, here's our new coach. So far, nothing. Is that surprising to you a little bit because they haven't made a decision yet when they, you know, fired Taggart so so long ago? Steve, I think they thought maybe they could find one to be in place, uh, but obviously that's not all that easy to do. All these coaches are coaching out, uh, and and they're really really good ones. Uh, they they may have a bowl game or championship game. You know, it's still championship week uh, mm-hmm. is over now. But, uh, I mean, it's coming up, championship week, and then maybe after that there might be some noise. Uh, but those coaches that are not involved or assistant coaches, uh, Shiano at Rutgers, that, that's already been announced. But I think we could be still a week away from a lot of announcements. Mm-hmm. Shane, were you, were you surprised at all? Because, uh, again, I just in, – in Missouri, you know, they, they already knew they were going to fire Odom, obviously, because winning a game – and they got to six and six, although they couldn't go to the bowl game. But uh, I don't know. It's it, hard these days. It, it really is. And uh, gosh, I mean, some of these schools, the Missouri's, the Arkansas's, I know they want to win, but you know, who who are you going to hire? And um, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Florida State situation. Who, who knows what's going to happen there? I mean that 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 team just. You know, we had talked the last couple of weeks. They looked somewhat organized. They did not look real organized here in the swamp the other night. No, and and I got to tell you because I know this from somebody who was who had access to their sideline. Um, he said, "I could not believe the chirping going on." He said their quarterback constantly complained mm-hmm. and had to be restrained and you know held back from his emotions. Uh, he also said that. When Florida State was way behind, they were still, you know, yapping and chirping, and that that to me is a sign that things aren't, you know, going well in terms of of the coaching of the team. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, Charlie Strong loses his job. Steve Adazio loses his job. 
uh, two former Gator assistants, um, and then uh, Ole Miss um, fires their coach. That's another vacancy in the SEC. Coach, look, I, I know every coach knows you get in the, in the profession, you know, that, that getting let go might happen, but is there less patience now with athletic directors and fan bases when it comes to giving coaches time to build? Oh, certainly it's a lot less than it was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and so forth because I guess there's so much more money uh, to be made by winning teams and those that are not winning. Uh, but, yeah, the days of coaches coaching 25 years at a school, Vince Dooley, for example, Johnny Vaught at Ole Miss, 25 years. And I think Bear Bryant was there 35 or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that, it's hard to, to, to last a long time nowadays. Once you hit a certain level, you better stay at it. And uh, these coaches that are at schools that have had success, like winning 11, 10, 11 games, and they can't quite do it, it's, it's just natural the fans say, you know, why don't we have a coach that can win like we did in the past? So that's just human nature, and I think it'll probably stay that way uh, in the future because of the money is there for the teams that win. And good old social media, huh, Shane? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy now. I mean, the coaching profession, it's fun, and, and you're going to make a lot of money, but you better win or, or you're going to be gone. You know, uh, one of my closest friends, you know, went to work for Charlie Strong this year in Kerwin Bell, and the guy knows offense, but he didn't really have much talent. I mean, you know, they're, they're, he can coach quarterbacks, but when, when those mm -hmm. kids don't understand how to play and can't play, you know, your hands are kind of tied. But, uh, you know, it's a tough profession. Yeah, Kerwin's a good coach. He, he should land somewhere, if not continue there, uh, somewhere else. He's got an excellent track record as a ball coach. So Kerwin, Kerwin Bell uh, should land on his feet somewhere. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, questions of the week for Coach Spurrier are next on the Inside the Huddle podcast on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's is going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. 
This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle show for a special day today on Monday. Um, it is now time for our questions of the week for Coach, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators, Real Gators Drive Davis. Here we go, Steve. Uh, Charlie in Daytona Beach has two questions for you. Are the Gators the only team to have a lead on LSU this year? And would a two-loss Gator team fully healthy give LSU a better game in the playoff at a neutral site than a two-loss Alabama team without Tua? Wow. If there is an answer for that, uh, obviously our team got better as the season progressed. All the national radio guys are, are talking about how the team really improved since that Miami game in Orlando. And I don't think uh, I don't know if y'all know or not, but my Dukies beat Miami last week. Mm -hmm. I saw so that. they mm -hmm. they didn't quite get better as the season went. And then here's our guys, number oh, five, six, seven, eight in the country, whatever. Uh, they voted uh, tomorrow night, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, who knows who could beat who. Uh, championship game. I, I tell you what, Georgia, if they play great defense and run the ball, stay on the field, and keep it away from LSU, heck, they got a chance. But, man, LSU, they've had a spectacular year. They have really scored points and – Joe Burr's setting all kind of records and their receivers and so forth. So we got to wait and see how it all plays out. Now, I, you know, I, I thought the quarterback for Alabama uh, did some good things, except for the interceptions. Uh, yeah, Auburn got two pick sixes, and uh, <laughs> it was just meant for Auburn to win. That's all. That's the only reason I, I can say they won. There's something about playing in Jordan Hare Stadium when both teams are ranked, and when both of them are ranked, Alabama's 0 and 7 at yep. Jordan Hare. So. Yep. Uh, Figure that out. <laughs> uh, Adrian in Claremont says, where do you see the Gators ranked tomorrow when the playoff rankings are released? Uh, seven or eight, I guess. I, I mean, there's still a bunch of teams with just one loss, so uh, it, it'd be hard for those guys to put us ahead, although our two losses are to two of the final four teams. So, heck, maybe we'll move up to five or six. I don't know. Uh, Kenny in Tallahassee, head ball coach, did you use the FSU game to get recruits, especially in Florida? Well, you try to use all your games to get recruits. Uh, back when we played them, obviously they were in the top five in the nation, I think, uh, 11 of the 12 years. So we didn't beat them as much as they beat us in the regular season. Uh, but uh, obviously we got the one in the Sugar Bowl that meant the most. But, yeah, I tell you what, it was a big game. Uh, I think it helps recruiting a little bit. If you got blown out, that's what hurt recruiting. It was a close game. These kids say, hey, both programs, where did I fit in? Maybe where did I get a chance to play the most early? Uh, who can get me to the pros and all that kind of stuff? So uh, I don't think it's too big a deal if it's a close game. 
Uh, Jason and Ocala, which bowl game do you predict the Gators will play in? I predict right now I'm going to guess Orange Bowl. I'm going to guess the Orange Bowl. I'm going to guess uh, that a lot of good things will happen, and, and maybe we'll play the loser of the Clemson-Virginia game in the Orange Bowl. That's my guess right now. Okay. And the last one, Mike and Valdosta. Uh, beating Florida State was amazing. It reminded me of the old days in the swamp. Do you think this is the beginning of a new era for Florida football? I certainly can be. I tell you, we have had a wonderful season. Like, like we've said, we only lost to two top four teams in the country and uh, won all of our home games. So uh, it's a good step forward. It really is. And uh, I tell you what, the high school kids, if they watched this game on TV uh, Saturday night and looked at that crowd, and I think it was about, what, 65 to 70 degrees. It was sort of a warm night. It was beautiful. It was just perfect football weather. And then uh, I had to watch Minnesota and Wisconsin in that <laughs> driving, sleeting storm up there. I know that up north they say that's real football. And if you like playing in that kind of stuff, then maybe, maybe up north's the place to go. But if you enjoy the weather we had, like all of us Floridians do, uh, man, it's hard to beat Florida. I, t- I guarantee that's one reason I left Tennessee to come down here. This weather is just, uh, it's just unbelievably good. Coach, I, I, I played in that, and it is fun to play in, but to a point. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's nothing like Saturday night in Gainesville with that kind of weather and that kind of crowd. No question. Um, okay, let's do our Team of the Week. It's brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, Team of the Week. My Team of the Week are the Florida Gators, Steve. Uh, finishing off a tremendous year and, and taking care of business. Like Coach said, you know, we, you know, we had people call the show – uh, during the week worried if you know our guys overlooking Florida State or what have you but you know they came out and they put it on them and I think they could have put it on them worse honestly but uh Florida is, is my team of the week coach well I'd already mentioned Auburn so I'll, I'll leave Virginia for you yep but uh yeah Auburn uh I think everybody in the nation was probably pulling for Auburn. Uh, not that we dislike Alabama. It's just that they're always there. And that if Alabama had won this game, I really believe the committee would vote them into that fourth spot if Georgia loses. And I think everybody in the country figured they'd get voted in. And it's really not Alabama's fault. Their schedule was that bad. But, well, maybe it is their fault. Maybe they could have picked somebody to play in the country. But, I mean, when you look at the difference in schedule between Auburn and Alabama, that's just not a fair deal. Nope. Auburn uh, had to play Florida and Georgia on the east side. Alabama got Tennessee and South Carolina. And, uh, I mean, what's fair about that? Nothing, really. But, uh, anyway, it worked out. And uh, whoever gets that four spot, Georgia's going to have a shot at it. But, uh, well, we've got to wait and see all, everything that happens this weekend. Well, Coach kind of said it. My, my team of the week is Virginia. You, you don't ever hear about Virginia <clears throat> nationally. But uh, they get to the ACC championship game. Uh, Coach Mendenhall has done a really nice job. It wasn't that long ago when Virginia was really bad. And so for mm. them, and it's funny, that side of the ACC, there's been a different mm. winner every year over there. Somebody mm-hmm. trying to knock off Clemson, but it's Virginia's turn, mm-hmm. and let's give it to Can you uh, imagine going 15 years without beating your in-state rival? Yeah. Can you imagine not beating FSU mm. in 15 years? Yeah. What that would have done the other night? Uh, and that's what those Virginia people felt. I mean, it was relief. It was joy. It was victory. they got to play Clemson, and uh, they, i I got a feeling they're going to give Clemson a battle. Um, Coach, I'm going to digress here a second because you mentioned Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when Urban was coaching here, 
And, you know, he kind of lobbied because there was some question about Michigan or Florida, you know, getting into the, to the playoff at the time. Um, but Dabo kind of went off the other day and said, you know, nobody respects us. The committee doesn't want us in there. I don't get that. I mean, his team is unbeaten. You can't help who you play if your league isn't very good. You know, Texas A&M looked like a good game on paper. It just didn't work out that way. What do you guys think of that? Well, I think he's he was referring to, you know, people still praising Georgia having lost to a bad South Carolina team. Yeah. I think that's what really irritated him. And then they go out and just annihilate South Carolina in Columbia. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Coach would probably know more about it than me. Yeah, Debo might have gone a little off when he shouldn't have. Of course, Mike Leach got a little mad at a sports writer also. Coaches, yeah. uh, sometimes right after games, they, they want to say a little something <laughs> if you've been there. Uh, but Debo, they had that ugly, uh, almost lost to North Carolina. And uh, in North Carolina, by the way, went 6-6. Six and six. They mm-hmm. won last week to get bowl eligible. Bowl game, so yep. they, they weren't any dynamic team by any means this year. But they they did get to a bowl, which was probably a, a good year there for, for North Carolina. But, uh, yeah, Dabo's schedule, as it turned out, you know, it's not their fault. They did play Texas A&M, which uh, at the time was a top uh, 15 team, at least in the country. So, uh, but they, yeah, they hadn't really looked all that super early, but they, they've turned it on now, and they're, they're right there. Uh, I, I did find it interesting. He said, we don't have a representative on the committee. So it pays to have a representative on the committee, as we all know. All right, our <laughs> last segment here, Coach of the Week, brought to you by the Apple Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Coach of the Week, Shane. I'm going with Mark Stoops in Kentucky. Uh, they're 7-5. and five. They're going to a bowl game. And they've been playing majority of the year with a wide receiver at quarterback, and and Bowden, he, if not, without Joe Burrow, he he's probably the best player in the SEC. He had one, he had two pass attempts, completed one ball for four yards, but then he had twenty two carries for two hundred eighty four yards and four touchdowns. Uh, that's just that's hard for me to believe when you're at the quarterback position, you aren't a quarterback that the other team doesn't realize they're not going to throw the football, and he's and he continued to put up numbers, coach. Coach of the week? Well, I went with Gus, Gus Malzahn at Auburn for his two calls, uh, getting the one second back at the end of the half and uh, sort of the fake uh, punt formation with his quarterback out there underneath. And they were going to shift, I guess, and he was going to cover the punt if uh, they didn't get the penalty. So uh, it was a pretty smart play by Gus Malzahn and his uh, special team coach. And I got to go with Coach Mendenhall uh, with, uh, of Virginia. Although, you know, uh, there was a guy I was going to nominate a little bit and that was uh, Wisconsin, you know, Coach Chris, because n- not many people gave Wisconsin a chance. It was at Minnesota, you know, and they ended up winning that game going away. So I got one other coach of the week. Okay. I just forgot. Mary Wise, a UF volleyball coach, won her 19th conference uh, championship regular season. And uh, they're heading into the tournament. Uh, it's probably one of the favorites. But Mary said it was one of her favorite uh, championships because it went five sets against Texas A&M and they won the final third set 15-13 so I mean it was a one point either win the championship or not so that was had, had to be one of the most exciting uh, victories uh, we've ever had here. That's something Coach Spurrier has done 
uh, since he set foot in this campus. He always gives credit to the other coaches, and it's good to see that. Mary Wise and Mouse Holloway, they've got, I think, the most championships about all the other uh, coaches on campus here. Yeah, Mouse, uh, he's got, uh, he doesn't have enough fingers for rings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and come back. More with Inside the Huddle. We're going to talk about Felipe. This program is paid for by Weeby Marketing. Well, it's a hard reality to know you're getting older, but we all have to go through it, and with it comes aches and pains with every single step, it seems like. But the good part is the pains are fixable if you take the time to stop by Titan MRI. There's lots of us out there that think we can handle the pain or it'll eventually go away, but what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. So if you're just scared, don't be. Go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better, and the process is as easy as walking into the swamp and smiling. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you can knock it out on your lunch break before the boss even knows you're gone. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the Gainesville community. And if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem. Franks' departure and what that means in the quarterback room and what could happen next year. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise, starting at just $79 per week for after school. And as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up inside the huddle with shane matthews steve russell and steve spurrier on espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf 
At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle, our final half hour. Don't forget, next week we are back at our normal day and time on Tuesday uh, at 10 o'clock. So Coach Spurrier will be up uh, in New York uh, with all the Heisman ceremony. He will join us by telephone. And, of course, we'll look back at all the this week's championship games. We'll get to that. Uh, but now we'll do our uh, top four teams. Guys, I don't know that anything's changed because of you know what happened last week. So I'm going to do something different today. We, we all probably know the top four in some order. What's your next four? Think of that. Uh, what would your next four The be? next four would probably be – Right off the top of my head, Oklahoma, Utah. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of who the other one-loss teams are. Baylor. Baylor. Mm-hmm. You know, but Baylor and Oklahoma, that's going to – one of those teams is right. going to win. Just for today. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then Utah still has a chance. They have to beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. And obviously, Georgia and LSU, if Georgia loses, they're done. But I think even if LSU loses the SEC championship game, I think they get in. Coach, who would your after the top four? Who would your next four be? Because I'm I'm with Shane. In some order, I'd go Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor, and then Florida. I mean, I think we're we're we are by far should be the highest ranked two loss team because yep. of the two teams we lost to. Yep. So those. I mean, I don't know that any of us would. I mean, we might quibble about because I I do want to ask this too with Ohio State. You know, Coach Harbaugh got very testy afterwards when he was asked about, but they were really impressive in in beating Michigan. But Steve, who would that next four be for you? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Ohio State did look awfully <laughs> impressive, yes. and uh, I mean, that Michigan just can't beat them. They're just not as good uh, all the way around, if you ask me. But anyway, uh, yeah, here's here's what's. I think could be very interesting if LSU beats Georgia. Okay, so that happens. Now that fourth spot's up for grabs. And the winner of the Baylor-OU game is all, is going to be considered. And if Utah beats Oregon, now that's going to be the committee. That's where it comes down to the committee. Which one of those two will they select? Uh, after them, oh gosh, yeah, we could be right there. Uh, I think we're definitely the best two-loss team in the country. Uh, Penn State. Now they still just have one loss, correct? No, they yeah, they got, got, they got two. Oh, they got two. They've my bad. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah, Minnesota's out now. So Wisconsin, they've got two losses. So they they are going to try for the upset against Ohio State. But I think the uh, if if Georgia happens to win, then you got your final four right that that's there right now today. Uh, but the big decision will be the winner of the Baylor OU, and then if Utah is very impressive in their victory, they got a shot at number four. And then the, and the committee members will earn their money yeah. then. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite times, we're going to have Coach slide over here, and we're going to do our mm-hmm. Chalk Talk segment today, and Coach will explain the play he's got lined up. So, Coach, I'm going to put my microphone here for you, and okay. you can go at it. Okay, one of the uh, sort of the pet peeves I have is the Hail Mary play, Steve. About five or six years ago, I, fi- I finally figured out how to stop the Hail Mary. Uh, how do you stop a good passing team? Shane, what's the best way to do it? Rush the passer. Rush the passer. If he can't get it off, he can't complete it. Well, why don't coaches do the same thing when they're throwing the Hail Mary? I watched the Miami Dolphins yesterday against uh, the Eagles. And the Eagles got it to 37-31 with like 
15 seconds left or something, and Alshon made a great catch uh, around midfield. So they had like four seconds, they had a chance for a Hail Mary. So here's what happened. Now they almost hit it, they almost hit the thing. Here's what uh, most teams do. They put five guys back, back here in the end zone. Here's the end zone, right? They got five guys back in here somewhere. They put these three guys somewhere around in here. Sometimes they try to hold a guy up, and they rush three guys. Okay, they rush three guys. Well, you can double-team all these guys. And uh, yesterday, they didn't try to rush. So in order for this guy to throw the ball 50 yards or more into the end zone, it takes five seconds. Well... He's back here, and he messes around, and then he launches it. And he launched that thing yesterday, and it ricocheted around, and fortunately for Miami, one of their guys just happened to be there and picked it off. He could have knocked it down. But if one of the Eagle guys just happened to be there, they would have won the game, 38-37. All they had to do is kick an extra point. So how do you prevent all of this happening? Don't let the guy throw it. Don't let him throw it. Rush five. Rush five guys. Do something. Come on. Let's go. Get after it. <laughs> we were playing Michigan in the Outback Bowl, and we had about a five-point lead. And they had it about midfield, a little downwind, and we're like three or four seconds, and he was going to launch it. We hit. We rushed five, and Devin Taylor hit him as he was throwing, and the ball fell harmlessly right here. Auburn hit us on a Hail Mary the SEC championship game in the first half because our coach said I didn't know they were going to do it with 12 seconds left. <laughs> so we did. We, we had a guy rush inside. Cam Newton got out here, stood around about five seconds, launched it. Our two guys ran into each other, and they caught it for a touchdown. And I asked him later, I said, how come you didn't rush five on the Hail Mary? He said, I didn't know they were doing it. And I said, well, that's, <laughs> that's why they hit it. But uh, – if teams would rush five guys and not let him, you got plenty, you got six guys to play back in here. All these guys are just standing around. All you need is about three guys wherever the ball goes, and uh, somebody can knock the thing down. But if he doesn't have time to throw it, you don't have to worry about it. Go sack the guy. That's my play of the week. Coach, I want to ask, um, why, why don't more teams rush more? Are they just that afraid something's going to happen in the back there? I don't know, Steve. I don't know that. Uh, I remember at the Apollos, I asked Coach Bob Sanders, our D coordinator, I said, what's your Hail Mary defense? He said, rush three. I said, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> We're going to rush five. And I went on to explain it to him. So we, uh, we started rushing five when we got in that situation. I don't know if we had many opportunities, but we, we were going to rush five. So when you see somebody hit that Hail Mary, all you got to do is say, all they had to do is rush five. He, he wouldn't have had time to get it off. Okay. I like it. All right. It's now, I, I don't normally look at that, but I'm going to tell you what, every daggone time now, <laughs> somebody throws a Hail Mary, I'm going to look at the front yeah. and see what they do after what Coach Burrier just did. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. We'll take a break, come back, and then we're going to take a look at some of the championship games coming up this weekend uh, about Felipe Franks' departure and get the opinions of my two quarterback guys over here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. 
Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. We welcome you back. Um, Boy, we have a lot to cover in our last 20 minutes here. Um, Felipe Franks. Guys went on his Instagram account yesterday and announced he was not uh, going to come back to Florida. Lucas Kroll has also done that. Um, he will go on the transfer portal. Um, Coach, I'll start with you. Um, look, the world we live in today is partly is the transfer portal. Were you surprised at all with Felipe's decision? No, we had heard this is a possibility, and I think it's really good for Felipe. It really does. I mean, Kyle Trask has proven to be an outstanding player, quarterback, leader, and he's coming back next year. And, and Emory, Emory Jones now, he's going to play a bunch next year too. So we got two quality guys, and uh, we're, we're set at that position for next year. So Felipe, uh, if he goes to a good program, a, a good uh, school that uh, knows how to coach the passing game, I, I think his – uh, ceiling is is way up there. He he could be outstanding. Six six two forty, beautiful passer. Uh, decision making in the pocket are things he can improve on. Uh, seeing the field, and he's certainly tall enough to do it. But I think he could be an outstanding quarterback. A system that uh, really throws the ball once he gets at it, a little bit more experience. Well, I mean, I agree with everything Coach said. Uh, you know, sometimes you hate to see kids leave, but. It, it's an opportunity that he needs to do because he wants to play. Uh, you know, he, he played his heart out here. Uh, I tip my cap to him. I wish him the best. 
Uh, but as Coach said, you got Kyle Trask and uh, Emory Jones coming back, and also they'll have the true freshman, Anthony Richardson from Eastside, who really fits. I mean, he is exactly what Dan likes yeah. at the quarterback position. I tell you what, if I was still a college coach and coaching quarterbacks, he'd be my first pick of, of probably anybody in the country. He has that much talent, I really believe. You know, it, it, it's interesting because Auburn lost Gatewood, and, and he you know, is right up there in terms of, of available quarterbacks. But I think we take for granted because we're sitting here in Gainesville, Florida had three quarterbacks that can play, not just two, three. So that wasn't going to work. The math just wasn't going to work there. So we, I think, I hope whatever Gator fans felt about Felipe Franks, they wish him well as, as they go on here. Um, all right, let's take a look at some of the championship games, guys. Uh, Pac-12, Utah and Oregon. What do you think? Well, you know, Utah has that one loss. They lost on a Thursday night early in the year at, at Southern California. They're extremely good on defense. They have a, a senior quarterback that makes plays, a good tailback. Uh, they're kind of a team that's kind of flown under the radar. I, I think they beat Oregon. I really do. Oregon's kind of struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I think the Utah Utes will win the Pac-12 championship, and then we'll see what the committee thinks. Yeah, I think they'll be favored. Oregon certainly didn't look very good uh, down at uh, Arizona. Uh, Arizona State uh, a week or so ago. But uh, Utah has gotten stronger. They really have. Their, their quarterback's a good, solid player that can run and throw in their defense. Uh, somebody said their defense looks more like an SEC defense than any of those uh, Pac-12 uh, defenses out there. So uh, they're built up front. So Utah, line of scrimmage, uh, they're the, definitely the best in the Pac-12. And uh, if they have a big win over Oregon, they could easily hit that fourth spot if Georgia loses. I think the Pac-12 is secretly wishing Utah wins because they at least have a shot mm-hmm. getting into the last four. Or the, I'm sorry, the first four. Baylor and Oklahoma. Well, it's interesting. I mean, somehow Baylor's still hanging around. They blew that huge lead, 25-point uh, lead to OU. Uh, I just I have to side with with Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley. They just, you know, they got C.D. Lamb's back now. Just too much firepower for Baylor to keep up, in my opinion. Yeah, if OU OU wins big, uh, they could certainly hit that fourth spot. And Utah maybe struggles. Uh, This is uh, – it's interesting. People say, well, aren't you just supposed to win? Well, not when the committee is going to decide – uh, maybe that fourth spot and uh so you gotta win big you know i always like winning big if you could uh, if you you don't risk losing by trying to win big big but uh, uh because of the way uh, the committee looks at things who looks the most impressive may get that final spot so uh if ou could have a big one like 52 to 21 heck they may be in the final four uh very unusual in the american because cincinnati just played memphis at memphis Memphis wins, and now the championship game has Cincinnati at Memphis again. Uh, Coach, is it? I mean, is it hard to beat a good team in the same season twice, especially back to back like this? Actually, Steve, I coached this scenario in the USFL, nineteen eighty-four. We went to Birmingham last game of the season, and actually won the game. I think thirty-one to twenty-one or something like that. And uh, we, we really played well, and, uh, and then we went back the next week to Birmingham. They actually finished season 15-3, and three, and we were only 14-4, and four, so we didn't get the home uh, game for our division, and they beat us up there uh, uh, the next time up there. So anyway, yeah, it's hard to beat a team at their place 
uh, twice, that's for sure. But now Memphis won last week, so they got to beat them again. Uh, fortunately, they're at home, so uh, I think they got a good chance to, to repeat it. Yeah, I like Memphis. Uh, they're very athletic. They have a lot of really mm-hmm. good skill players, uh, good quarterback. And, and remember, I think Memphis has a chance if they win this championship, they will be the one uh, non-Power 5 school that will go to one of the big, big bowl games. Um, I like what Norvell does offensively, too. Creative. Uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin. I mean, I, I don't think many people give Wisconsin a shot here, but you got to go play. Wisconsin looked awfully good against Minnesota, they didn't did. they? Yep. Uh, they really did after that early touchdown Minnesota got. So Wisconsin is a, is a capable team. Now, what would have to happen is for Ohio State to just uh, not play their best. Maybe some ricochet balls or this, that, and the other. Uh, Justin Fields did have a little bit of that injury, although he came back. Uh, whether or not that will hamper him, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But Wisconsin, they'll be fired up. They'll be ready to play. But it's going to be an indoor game up there, I think, in Indy. Indianapolis is where they play this. And uh, so the weather's going to be good for Ohio State throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State has been so dominant, and they've just got so much firepower uh, and speed. You know, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. the only way – they can stay in this yep. game. It's, it's kind of how they did early. In, you know, this this was a close game uh, right up to like a minute or mm-hmm. two before halftime when they played in the regular season. Run the football, keep Fields and those guys it, off the field. It was interesting, Steve. One of the announcers during the game was comparing uh, Dobbins to Emmett Smith. Mm-hmm. He said, I was trying to figure out who this guy yeah. was like. And uh, all those yards that. that Emmett rushed for in the NFL and so forth, they are both about 5'10", 5'11". Uh, Dobbins, I think, may be a little faster overall. Man, this guy can do it all. Uh, but Emmett was certainly, I think, the best running back in NFL history. You know, Coach, I'm glad you mentioned him because Fields gets all the attention, and deservedly so. That Dobbins dude's good. Mm-hmm. You know, really good back. Uh, Virginia Clemson, does uh, Bronco have a chance against Mighty Clemson? Well, I think they play pretty good defense at times, and, and their quarterback can run around and make plays. I think it'll be close you know, maybe a quarter and a half, but Clemson just has too much firepower. They'll, If they don't turn it over, uh, I think they win handily. Yeah, Clemson will be favored, uh, but Virginia, I think they'll give them a lot better tussle than uh, what uh, Pittsburgh tried to do last year. So uh, I think Virginia, if they've gotten that win out of their system, which uh, I believe Bronco's smart enough to get them calmed down now. And, I, and after the game, uh, when he was talking to his team, he said, hey, we're hitting our goals now, and the next one was to win the ACC. They've set a goal to do it. Now, whether or not they can do it, uh, time will tell, but at least mentally, they believe they've got a chance to do it. And then Georgia LSU, fellas. I, I just, I mean, Georgia is stout on defense. I, I just don't know how they can keep up. I don't, you know, I watched a little bit of the Georgia Tech game from sputtered around early in their passing game. I just think there's too much firepower with Joe Burrow and LSU. And, you know, if LSU gets ahead by a couple of touchdowns, I don't know if Georgia can come back. Yeah, you got to be, be really uh, applaud LSU, Coach O, all the coaches. Those guys have been ready to play every game. That's hard to do. It's hard to do. Usually you have one of those lackluster games where you maybe win 24 to 20 or something like that. But they've, they have really come to play every game. And so you got to expect they're going to do it again. And, again, they, they, they set their goals to go right through the division and then win the SEC and then win it all. So uh, they and uh, Ohio State, they, they think a lot alike. And Clemson, too. All three of those teams have those goals to go right on through and beat everybody. Yep. So, so time will tell which one can do it. Yeah, Georgia doesn't have Cager. He's no. out. The receiver 
uh, got in a fight, mm-hmm. is out for the first half, so it's going to be tough for them offensively. We'll take a break, come back and wrap up today's Inside the Huddle right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue... Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back. Our last couple of minutes uh, of the show today, and um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you guys a little bit because I I'm gonna open it up. Anything either we've already talked about or I haven't mentioned that you want to bring up in our last couple of minutes here. The, the thing I want to do very quickly is I, I hope Gator fans understand what a successful year this has been, and and it Florida's overcome 
some injuries, overcome some other things. Uh, Ten and two is nothing to sneeze at at all. And if you get to a you know New Year's Six bowl game, that's just icing on the cake. So things going in the right direction for football. Uh, no doubt about it, and it's only going to get better. You know, got a chance to go eleven and two in year two of Dan Mullen in his tenure, and you know they they released the video of the football facility the other night, which. Mm-hmm. Coaches, you, you can talk more because you, you're the ones that had to go recruit kids. That's important today, uh, that football facility. And, you know, we're like the only one in the top 25 that doesn't have one. It's, yeah, we're it's, not a, it's not a, a fair fight. Yeah, it is sort of amazing. We're still in the old weight room that was built in the 1980s uh, and uh, when the south end zone was erected there. So, uh, yeah, we're behind a little bit facility-wise. Uh, we do have a nice indoor place, but uh, the building and the new weight room and all that, we're way behind. So uh, I'll tell you what, South Carolina's got a state-of-the-art uh, complex up there. Clemson has got one of the best in the country, I guess. So it all goes together. It all goes together, and once we get that in place, uh, we're going to be even better. Ten and two is awfully good, but uh, our goals are bigger, which they should be here at the University of Florida. Don't forget, uh, signing day is December 18th, so two and a half weeks from now. We'll see what this Gator class is like. The Gators do get a couple of commitments uh, yesterday, so uh, they're going to go out. As as you heard Dan Mullen say the other night, they're going to get up, go out recruiting. That's where the staff's out right now, so we'll see how how many dividends that pays. Don't forget, uh, next week we are back to normal with our Inside the Huddle coach will join us via phone he'll be up at the heisman and coach on always always a good time when you're up there yeah i've been doing that for oh, about 40 something years i guess <laughs> jerry yeah. my wife jerry loves going up there and so forth but i tell you what another thing talking about the gators uh, these defensive players uh, when they watch our defense play they got to say man i want to play on that defense right there uh, like we said we had eight sacks the other night by what seven six or seven different guys uh the corner bliss the linebacker stunts that todd grantham and his guys come up with i tell you it, I, I would hate to try to face uh, the way our guys play defense and, and this team is fast and quick and uh, i'll tell you what our, our defense is going to just i think continue recruiting some of the best kids in the country that's our show. Thanks to Jay Kidd for producing it. For Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Shane and I back at noon for Sports Scene. We will talk to you then. and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. 
Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Mark 